Katrina and Kirsten get to work. We are talking about soul-sucking social media, folks. Hard. <laughs> Off we go. Welcome to Karina and Kirsten Get to Work. I'm Kirsten Barrett. And I'm Karina Hoyer. There you are. There was a pause there, friend. I wasn't sure if you were going to be there. <laughs> you and can't see me. That's why. I can't see you, listeners, because we are not in the same place. We are recording remotely, which we don't have to do very often anymore, which is great. But welcome, everybody, to Karina and Kirsten Get to Work. We are all about ease, meaning, and joy for women at work, regardless of where we are and however we're separated. Um, and as Karina said, today we're going to talk about soul-sucking social media. Yay for us. <laughs> Doesn't um, that sound exciting? Doesn't that sound just spectacular? Yes, it does, actually, because it just does, and we'll get to it. Yeah. It's validating yeah. for me. Like, mm -hmm. what we're about to talk about today is a bit validating, for sure. I will say, though, right off the bat, it's weird not looking at you, friend, while we're recording I know this. it is weird. I know. It's super weird. I can't be like, don't say that. Oh, no. We're just, we're like, <laughs> you can't censor me. Yes. <laughs> no, I can't censor Karina. She's going to be wild today. No, it, yes, because, you know, I need, to, I need to be censored. But, hey, friend, I know you're not currently on the land of the Coast Salish people, but I certainly am. So I just want to You get are on the land of the Coast Salish people. Give yeah. A, give a... Um, a land acknowledgement there too. And I am really excited to be talking about this because as part of getting ease, meaning, and joy, I think it's always good to explore our relationship to our work, the elements of our work and the elements of our lives that kind of, you know, provide us with the the juice, the sauce, the special, you know, the hot sauce. Right, for that, impact, that impact our well-being. Yeah. And... Yeah. And to be cognizant of the things that don't feel right. And, um, you know, this episode started with me really feeling interestingly, you know, kind of disconnected from social media. But before we talk about that, can I just tell you about this fabulous bit uh, of information that came my way recently. And I think it ties into this episode for sure. It's about belonging. I love bits. Well, I love bits. Oh, my God. I love bits. And I say that most sincerely, oh my God, let's talk about belonging. I mean, we've talked about that several times in the last episodes and what, how important that is, belonging. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm super psyched yeah, to talk about belonging. Yeah, remember that story, uh, it was a couple of episodes ago about my sister and like what the difference between being like welcome. Welcoming and, and belonging. Yes. Oh yeah, I so, love that so much. So I have this uh a fellow consultant, Adana, who I was recently hanging out with. Who I've met, who is spectacular who as love. an aside to the listeners. Yes. Extraordinary, interesting, funny, smart, talented person, human. <laughs> Shout out. I don't know if she listens to this show, but Shout she better. Shout out to Adana. She's amazing. She better. Well, so she was talking to me recently about this notion of belonging. And that there is a great article that she sent me, and I and apologize for not being able to cite it, but she said there are four... I'll post it in the show notes. Okay. I'll post it in the show notes. Okay, perfect. She says there are four elements to belonging. Being seen, being connected, being supported, and being proud. And this is specific to work. So so being seen in your work, being being recognized, being rewarded and respected by your colleagues. And connectedness is really all about, like, you know, having positive, authentic social interactions with peers and managers, etc. And when you feel supported at work, you are um, really feel like you get what you need 
to get your work done. And then proud, of course, like you're proud of your work or your organization. And she was talking to me about this. And of course, I work with clients all the time who are like really trying to f create conditions where their uh, mm -hmm. employees can thrive. And this, this, this notion of belonging is, like I said, or like you said, kind of keeps coming up and up and up. But, but the tie-in to social media, I also thought was interesting because when we're looking at how we personally, I, when I'm looking at how I personally interact with social media, I realized that these elements of belonging are not present. I don't feel connected. I don't necessarily feel seen. I'm not sure it's, you know, I feel supported. And so anyway, there was this like interesting tie-in for me about the elements of belonging and the reaction I'm having while engaging with social media. So there you go. That the disconnect yeah. sometimes yeah. between like the basic human need to belong Right. Yes. And what your experience is on social media, which in some ways is like the surrogate for belonging. That's not. Yes. That's, that's not really it. Yeah. It's, not it's really margarine. It. It's margarine, not butter. Oh, my God. Right. That it's is margarine. That should be the title of this show. <laughs> Always the food analogy with Kirsten. <laughs> I don't know where that comes from. Well, you're probably hungry. And also, you know, that gin and tonic is making you a little bit. A little bit snacky. It's a little libation. A little libation. <laughs> yeah, but I can't do potato chips for the listeners. Not fair. <laughs> I love that. So, so but, go ahead. No, but I really do think there. that's kind of, it's interesting that you had that conversation with Adina. And while we're doing this episode, because I do think that they are really in an interesting way related. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So you want to, you want to dig in? I I'm said it. That's said it. I want to. I want to excavate. I want to mine. I want to unearth. I want to discover. Yes, I'm ready to go. Let's go. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So again, this episode was in some ways inspired by my own just like reticence to log on to Facebook and log on to Instagram and come up with content, you know, to drive listeners, which sounds lazy, I know. But I was just realizing, like, as I'm on these social media platforms, I'm seeing so many different things that are flashing across my um, screen that are making me feel a certain way. And so we get to talk a lot about what social media is, the how people use it for their work or how they use it during work and then the impacts both to your job and to your psyche, which I'm really excited about. But as always, it does seem like you and I should define what we're talking about because once again, I'll use Barry as an example. I talked, I told him about the show and he's like, wait, what do you mean by social media? Like, let's define it. Is mm -hmm. reading the news social media? What about YouTube? What about, because he was thinking about his, the apps that he used. What, what about when our kids are on Snapchat? And everybody wants their apps not to be social yeah. media. <laughs> they do. Exactly. Right. Like, yes. like, But this one doesn't count, right? So does the New York Times count? Like when I'm reading the news on a newspaper site? I'm going to say no, unless you go down the rabbit hole from the New York Times. Then maybe it's social media. But no, I'm going to say the New York Times doesn't count. So electronic communication, websites for social networking, microblogging that create online communities to share information, ideas, messages, and other content such as videos. So I would say YouTube is definitely social media, Barry. Yeah, YouTube is social media, Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, 
Mm-hmm. TikTok, TikTok, Reddit, TikTok, Reddit. Yep. Communities, yep. online, social. It is a surrogate for a social interaction, mm-hmm. which we yeah. also know in the workplace that is really important. I had like sometimes I look at the data and as people know, I'm like shocked, like, oh, my gosh, I had no idea this is what it is. Right. But this time when I looked at the data, I felt so affirmed. Validation. So validated and so affirmed in my rightness in the world, which (laughs) is totally it. So I'll talk about the data first, and then I will tell you about the affirmation of my rightness. Okay. Yes. 34% use social media at work to take a break from Uh their job. Yeah. 20, this is 34% of workers. 27% of workers connect with friends and family while at work. 20% get information that helps solve them, help solve problems at work, right? So it is job-related. 17% are building or strengthening personal relationships with coworkers. 17% are learning about someone they work with. 12% ask work-related questions of people outside the organization through social media. And 12% ask questions of people through social media inside their organization. That one, so, that, that one seems interesting to me, but I'm sorry to interrupt. No, it, it totally makes sense. This came from an article called Social Networking at um, an, an, um, uh, an organization called Procon.org, if I've got that right. But here's why I'm so affirmed by this. Um, people are spending time at on social media, but very little of it while they're at work is really related to work. Like even building other personal relationships with people inside and outside the organization, that is typically used to advance yourself or to get a new job or to get a promotion somewhere else or whatever. So when I see people on their phones at work, you know, I'm like, yeah, that's not about work. <laughs> or at least the employer's work. It might be about the employee's kind of bigger professional life, but it's not about employees' work, yeah, which no, I found to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do not try to convince me that spending time on TikTok is about the job that you're tr- currently trying to do. And I, it, yes, validated. You're you are validated. This data does say the same thing. But I also think 34 percent of people use social media at work to take a mental break from their job. Mm-hmm. I, that one I think is low. I think, I think that is low. And here's what's really fascinating about that that study. When somebody went, like they were alerted to a new like social media activity, a new tweet or a Facebook message or something like that, users generally take about 20 to 25 minutes on average to return to the task. So if you get like a little thing that says a new tweet and then you go check it while you're at work, it takes like 20 to 25 minutes to get back to what you were doing. And here's what's crazy. 30% of people take two hours to return to the original task. Right. Yeah. So, which by the way, is probably me just to be clear. Like (laughs) once you distract me, I'm like a squirrel. I just keep going, going, going. So I can see how it takes two hours. Right. But that's what's so funny is like when you're on the job, if you are one of those people that admits to using social media on the job and you, it is so distracting to your productivity. It is so distracting to your, to the work that you're trying to do up to two hours to get back to the original task. That's ridiculous. It also can harm you professionally. I found, we found so much data, by the way, listeners that, this is this is like probably off that we have like off the charts amount of data to, to throw at you and we're going to try to minimize it uh, or you're going to get lost your head's going to be swimming with the numbers 
But job recruiters use social, use the things that you post on social media to make decisions about whether they're going to hire you. In fact, 55% of recruiters report reconsidering hiring applicants based on social media activities. That I also found interesting. So not only does social media distract you from the work you're trying to do, it may even prevent you from getting the job that you want. I hear that all the time from my clients. They call me like, well, I looked at her social media and, you know, it just wasn't great. And so I was like, it's just interesting. I hear that more often than people would think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think it's, uh, I, I'm the, um, I'm of that same, like, oh yeah, you give me your resume and that's fine. Like give me your references. That's okay. But I'm going to go check you out over here and see really what you're about. I mean, I don't actually hire that many people. Right. Some people feel like when employers do that, it's invading their privacy. And but, I would argue that it's not private when it's in public. What well, I was going to say, how can how it's like how can that? Yeah. Okay. Look, I saw you at that concert with your shirt off, like whatever. Like it's not private. You're doing something in public and you're posting it publicly. Anyway, okay, that's a whole nother rabbit it's hole. It's a thing. It's, it's a, a thing. thing. And so social, so people use social media at work for a variety of reasons, not usually to get their job done. It distracts them from the work that they're trying to do. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm, I, I act as though I'm talking about other people, but I'm talking about myself too. It it, tra- it distracts <laughs> us, <laughs> me and all of the rest of us from the work we're trying to do, and it can create like havoc in our career goals. Interesting takeaways. Now, yes, interesting takeaways. By the way, I want to be really clear here. I. I'm not going to use the word never because I'm not that categorical about anything really, (laughs) but I hardly ever use social media only because I, when I'm at work, only because I know that I just fall prey to all of these problems. Like, so I am almost never on social media at work for any purpose. I abstain because I I know (laughs) that I don't control it well. Well, yeah. Interestingly, that's one of the suggestions that, um, I read a fair bit about in preparation for the show. People were, well, it wasn't really a suggestion. It was like more, I read more explorations of people who were trying to completely abstain from it, like trying to mm-hmm. essentially c- completely cut themselves off, which is also, I mean, that, that, that also comes with its own pros and cons. But I think the thing that I was trying to say before you interrupted me, no, I'm just joking. I'm so sorry. I interrupted I am you. Just joking. <laughs> I just thought it was just a great segue. It's cause I can't see you. And then I'm just kind of like pitching shit, but you can't censor me and give me that look across the room. Like Karina, why are you being so weird? So I'm just going to keep going. No, it, it not only does social media have these potential impacts to your profession. What we found in our, um, reading was that it actually does have an even greater effect on us personally. In fact, there's so much information about how social media interaction can impact everything from psychological mm, well being to physical things like sleep. But Kirsten, I know you, you, there's one thing that you wanted to um, kind of ground us in, which I think is really was really fascinating. So so great that I actually read it to Barry yesterday. It was about this notion of false self and true self. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting as we kind of talk about the effects of social media on folks and the wide ranging scope of those effects. Like the data is really not conclusive about is social media good or is social media bad? I mean, it really, I was not able in my 
research or my reading to like find any definitive data that says, oh, it's always bad. Um, I think it depends a lot on what you're doing, the intention with which you're doing it, how much of your space and energy is taken by that activity. Um, But for me, I think the reason that I am, I am pretty disinterested in social media, frankly, I really, I'll be candid. I don't find it very attractive. I do it. I look at things. I check in on friends, but I'm not like somebody who's really compelled by this. And I really think it's because of this idea of the false self versus the true self. So we figure out in the world what's okay behavior what is admired behavior? What will people esteem in us? And we conversely know what they're not going to esteem in us. What is not good behavior, right? So when we post on social media, we typically post our best selves, right? Which is, mm-hmm. I'm not going to show you my, my dirty closet. I'm not going to show you that my bathroom is a mess or that I haven't done dishes in my kitchen for for three days, whatever it happens to be, or my double um, chin, or the my, the flappy arm right, thing. We're not gonna, exactly. Right. We're not going to post any pictures that have any. Although you and I do post pictures, I think sometimes, especially on our podcasts, that don't always portray us in the best lights because that's who we are. Right. Yes. Exactly. We're right? not perfect all There's, the time. Sure. Right. Right. Not right. all the and time. That, Most of the time, we are. But let me just clarify time, for right. the listener. But not you know, all the time. <laughs> but not all the time. But this is one of the things where we get detached from our true self by continually presenting through social media the false self. And when we do this, I mean, it's not who we are, right? And it ends up leading to like alienation, shame for who you actually are, and even depression. So I really feel like we just, I I often talk about it as facets, like as humans were diamonds and we have all these different facets to us and when you put all those facets together it's this amazing rich tapestry of a human but on social media we just pick the pretty facets right the ones the facets that don't have any flaws the ones that don't have whatever and i think that false self that portrayal of a false self over and over again leads to this disconnection and i think what we know from so much of our work on this show is that you know disconnections like the death now yeah and that is that that is that was one of my beefs when you and i were talking about this Mm -hmm. in advance of deciding to talk about it on the show was i'm looking at stories and posts on a variety of different apps for a whole bunch of people and i'm thinking i don't know these people particularly well we're acquaintances maybe like you know friends at an arm's length and their lives are so curated their lives are so perfect everything Mm -hmm. is about the dog the fun craft idea the beautiful thing i cooked for dinner the amazing party i threw the spectacular vacation i took and hell i want to see all of that on some level but I also want to, you know, but but if this is a surrogate for an actual social interaction, then it'd be like sitting in front of a Barbie doll. You know what I mean? Like I want, yes. that, that is the, that is the issue. It's not that I don't want to see your beautiful party or your fun birthday celebration or your, you know, it's just that we know that's not all there is. But yeah, where's the rest of it? 
And mm-hmm. so the people yeah. who are posting those things are really perpetuating this false self, this persona, this curated life, and perhaps for some you know reason, um, but it's it's not authentic. And I think in a time when I personally want authenticity more than anything else, and I want deep, con- true connection, I don't give a shit. I really just don't care. And that's where I was thinking this feels like a chore. Inter- yeah. Inter- and I think, but I think when you know the whole picture, then you start to care more. Yeah. You know the whole picture about a human, right? Is that that's yes, what you're saying? Yes. It's exactly what I mean. Yes. But we tend to post or share or whatever, just the, the beautiful, the beautiful stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah. little did I know that that, that kind of, I don't know, behavior, I guess, leads to a, ver- and sorry, let me rephrase that. Engaging with those kinds of curated life, always, you know, perfect, everything's okay kind of social media posts or communities leads to, leads some people to some pretty significant psychological and physical impacts like stress mm-hmm. and anxiety and depression and et cetera, et cetera. And that's also, I think, worth exploring, right? Like yeah. you yeah. uncovered an amazing article from the BBC that really catalogs all of the impacts. It, and, it, and it actually cites to all of these different studies. Like, for example, the Pew Research Center has done a bunch of work around social media. And they have a, they've done a recent study, which we're going to talk about later. But they have, they have found... And now, I guess we'll talk about it now too. But they have just found let it rip, that, sister. Just let it rip. They have found that actually certain kinds of social media are a significant contributor um, to stress, right? Like, particularly Twitter. They found that Twitter was a significant contributor to their stress and that actually it creates more that that social media creates more stress than it relieves um so you the more you're on social media the more stress you're likely to have yeah and women use twitter more than men they said that they uh-huh. that and and the effect of stress especially of twitter was more profound in women the same effect really wasn't uh, found in men uh, who said uh and researchers said men had a much more distant relationship to Twitter. And think about it. Think about like COVID in the news or politics or, you know, war or economy or inflation. Man, I can see like the, the constant barrage of Twitter updates. Of course that adds to stress. Mm-hmm. Of course mm-hmm. it does. How can you disconnect from that? So it's not just this curated life of look how beautiful and pretty everything is that I'm surrounded by. It's also like, look how shitty... Ninety percent of the world is, you know. That's right. also that's also. Aren't you worried media. about this new law? Aren't you worried about this new thing? Aren't you worried about your financial security or whatever it happens to be? There's a lot of that as well. Right. It's like it, it eliminates yeah. our ability to really just like calm our like take a beat and just like live in the moment for just without stress mm-hmm. for five seconds. Yeah. Researchers also found impacts on, like you said, mood and anxiety and depression. There was a study in Austria that found participants um, in their study reported lower moods after using Facebook for 20 minutes compared to people who just browsed the internet. Another study um, 
found people report people who use a lot of social media like seven or more social media platforms which is shocking to me like i don't even know there were seven or more but anyway are through more than three times as likely than people who use far fewer um, social media platforms to have high levels of general anxiety symptoms and then of course there's impact to depression as well so it's like really interesting how again if we go back to this and these elements of belonging, you know, we're, mm -hmm. we're going into Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and YouTube or whatever to find connection, to find our people, to find our social network. And what we're coming away with is a false sense of the world and the belonging that we're trying to create. Yes. And a lot and more stress and yeah. And the disconnection the mm -hmm. the i do want to say i do want to say too i think there are some people who do not use social media for belonging or for connection i think there are people who use social media for information right and like you know um it and that is typically when i was reading the studies more how men were to use social media as for information like youtube videos on how to fix things or reddit or all these you know different news whatever so for, and I think those sites can also take you down this rabbit hole of like, it's, it's a huge time suck. And then you just start, you know, following some strand on financial investments or whatever it happens to be. And so I think that in itself can have this kind of obsessive, compulsive, very addictive effect on people yeah. when you just go down these rabbit holes of data. Yeah. And I think that's a really good call out too, that my own personal experience with kind of feeling unsatisfied, I guess, with the social, con the lack of so authentic social connection on social media is only one facet and that other people do use it for a vastly different. I, I talked to my son about this before when we were playing the show, because I was like, I just want to get some younger people's perspective on this. And, you know, he is one of those like information trackers, followers, and can really go down the rabbit hole and spend too much time. And he s described it to me as it, given the time I'm spending on it, it's not nourishing. Mm. Like okay. there's a certain amount of time that I think is nourishing and interesting to him. And when he exceeds that, he finds it's just not nourishing and he leaves whatever he's done kind of feeling like, well, that was not really productive. Right. That was kind of not a great use of my time. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that is there as the myriad of people, there are all kinds of ways to use social media. Yeah. And, and his experience is similar, I think to a study I looked at, which was looked at um, internet users age 16 to 64. And they found that the average daily time spent on social media is like 1.72 hours. So almost two hours a day, like 20, which accounts for almost 30% of the total time spent online. And, but of those people who they surveyed, uh, about 40% of them said social media was the biggest waste of time of their day. Mm -hmm. And, but, but yeah. we're, we're wasting upwards of two hours, two hours a day, mm -hmm. you yeah. know? So again, yeah. wasting time. Um, or maybe we're just wasting an hour. I don't know. Maybe the first hour is productive, but that's kind of the question for everybody, right? What in this is contributes to your well being, your happiness, your ease, meaning and joy. And what doesn't. Right. 
Yeah, and so do you find yourself wasting time? Do you find yourself with a feeling of emptiness? Does it increase your anxiety? Does it, you know, decrease your satisfaction or joy or ease? It's an interesting question to ask, and and it's even more interesting to disconnect from it. I know, Kirsten, you have, um, you have never really been an active participant in social media but i have been i mean i have records of my family i have been a very i've been a very active participant in social media at times oh i didn't know that i was yeah like like many moons ago no totally like a luddite no many moons ago i was super active on social media i mean in fact i had i would say daily posts i had these things i would do like 100 days of political action where I would post what I did every single day towards the goals I wanted to accomplish from a political perspective. Like there was lots of times when I was deeply engaged in social media. Oh, interesting. So yeah. you also, yeah. so you, and you've stepped away from it. Cause like I said, when I'm, mm-hmm. by the time I, we started this show and developed our friendship, I just feel like you're never on there. You don't even no, know. No, I'm never on there. And if I am, I'm stalking. I'm totally stalking. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And here's where I find that I sometimes get stuck. I will do things like I will check Instagram on the Green and Kirsten Get to Work podcasts or I'll, you know, check in and see like, oh, what are my friends doing today on Facebook? And I typically do that at the end of the day at night. And unless I am very, very um, diligent and like disciplined, it does. I know that it it interferes with my sleep. I hear that from people all the time. Oh, I should get to sleep earlier, blah, 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 blah. But that's also really supported in the data, whether it's like you're just not sleeping or you're looking at blue light or whatever it is, it interferes with your sleep clearly. And that actually now is my social media time is right before I go to sleep, which is super silly. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah. yeah so you're going to have to flip that around, do it first thing in the morning maybe, or mm-hmm. never again. Exactly. But it, it is interesting, like this notion of like really trying to get it get control of mm-hmm. or be because it is very very addictive it's very addictive it makes your what it does to your brain looks exactly like what um addiction does to your brain cigarettes and alcohol it's very interesting when you look at people's brains it's very very similar especially if you post and then you get the likes you get also oh, get the yeah. dopamine hit. Mm-hmm. in fact i read recently um that this generation, the younger generation, I think that our children are in are, is the first generation where your popularity is quantifiable. I can tell you, yeah, how many, if you're good, good or bad, right? Quote unquote. I mean, I I don't prescribe to this, but like uh, we can say you're popular or not based on how many friends you have, how many likes you have, how many yada yada. And then, oh yeah, kick it up a couple notches and whether you're sponsored or whether mm-hmm. or not, you know, strangers are finding you or whatever. And so it's interesting, again, this notion that we need to flip the relationship and start thinking about what do we want out of these and are we getting them? Is it possible? Mm-hmm. And then how do Is we, it possible? Yeah, yeah, and how do we rein it in? And, you know, again, this isn't necessarily directly tied to work, but it kind of is because, A, if you're doing this, if you're engaging with social media at work, we've already illustrated you're, you know, losing valuable time to get your work done. But also the person you are curating is impacting your job. And then this whole notion of belonging, like whether or not you are creating that 
in almost like a false reality or with the mm-hmm. people around you. I don't know. It's just mm-hmm. an interesting, this is an interesting subject to just explore, I guess. Yes, it is an interesting, which is why we're doing it because it's super interesting. Um, and there, you know, this BBC article had some other really interesting observations and sites to studies about how social media impacts your self-esteem, particularly for women. For women, um, in 2016, Penn State um, conducted some research that indicated that looking at other people's selfies lowers your self-esteem. Well, mm. because everybody puts their great selfies up, and so then you're like, "Well, why don't I look like that?" Well, because they took three hours to look like that. Not yeah, and not only does it impact our self-esteem, it can also impact our relationships. I mean, if you're social media is so addicting, as you just said, that you're sitting across the table from somebody having trying to have a conversation. If you if I pull out my phone and check social media while you're talking to me. God, I hate that. I hate I hate that. And and it does not happen irregularly where I am sitting with someone and they start looking at whatever social media account they want to look at. And I'm just like, wait a minute, I'm right here in front of you. Yeah, you got to keep it up, keep it up, keep it up. So I mean, I think all of these, all of these um, psychological and physical impacts are real, they're supported by science, etc. But again, back to this, so, so what do I do just a cold turkey, just give it up? You know, I don't think that's realistic. I think you're, you know, figuring out how to use social media effectively, and distance yourself from it and perhaps not use it as your primary social tool might be an important mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Also, if you have to use, use social media as part of your job, which is kind of where this started for me, I'm, I'm the one doing our posts and, and um, right. frankly failing miserably at it recently because I wasn't getting ease, meaning and joy out of it. You got to kind of know when to stop and set your own limits, etc. But but honestly, it's also interesting to experiment with the whole Kirsten Barron approach, which is like, not do it, you know? Well, I also want to say, too, like, part of my work on getting ready for this episode was to talk to my kids who are all young adults and say, am I just, am I just this way because I'm old, you know? <laughs> and which there's nothing wrong with, by the way, that's fine, whatever. But one of the things that was my daughter said, Hayden, that was really interesting is she said, oh, I think you have to consider the source mom. And she said, you know, she has this group on Snapchat of like a couple really good friends from college who live all over the United States. And they literally keep in touch with their days, not on an hour to hour basis, but a couple of times a day with what's happening. And she says, yeah, I know when they're sick. I know when they're, you know, having a fun dinner somewhere. I also know when they're sitting in traffic, you know, she so there's this great sharing of these few friends together. And she said, it really keeps me in touch with them. And I think when I was talking to her about, it, I felt there was an intimacy to it. Mm-hmm. You know, she said, like with Instagram, she was like, you know, Instagram is mama. It's the curated life, right? It's the curated life. But she said, I look at Instagram when I'm looking for inspiration. Where's a really fun place to go for a hike? Where's a really beautiful place to go for vacation? Okay, who's got a beautiful cocktail, right? But, and I think that when you recognize that that's why you're there, it's for inspiration, and that's really not how anybody's life is, then it's less impactful for you. So I really found her comment about consider what kind of social media you're on and what's happening and what it's actually doing in order to, you know, 
use discretion, which I think is what you're really saying. It's like, just be thoughtful about what it is you're engaging in and whether it's nourishing to you. Right. What you're trying to get out of it and whether or not it actually is providing that for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And we, we also know that it's really meaningful to surround ourselves by people who we admire, who we think are doing good things in the world, like who um, we want to, you know, emulate or be more like. And so, you know, social media actually is a great way to surround yourself by those kind of people. Like when I do go on Twitter, you know, I have all these interesting people that I follow on Twitter. Like I have this friend, Shati Mukherjee, and who is she following or who is she tagging or who is she reposting? It's always interesting, right? So there are people that are, I think, really intellectually stimulating to me that I have on Twitter. But, you know, I have like six people on Twitter. Right. So again, you're okay. Yeah, you're okay with not having the popular, like using social media as a popularity contest and really choosing the way I, you're- I better be. I better be okay with not having social media as a popularity contest because it's a sad, sad sack over here. <laughs> But choosing what you want to get out of it. And I think that's yeah. part of this whole this whole notion of belonging again, you know, just mm-hmm. to come back to that one more time. You know, you're you're connected you are connected with very a very specific set of people and you're having positive authentic social interactions with them. It just albeit on social media. That's what Hayden's saying too with her Snapchat friends. She's got five or six and it's positive and authentic she's not she's not putting out a curated life to 50,000 followers she's got six and you know mm-hmm. she's being connected and, and also she's probably feeling seen which is another element of belonging she can post herself you know stressed out about a test or not feeling well or you know whatever eating crackers out of the box and it and she's not going to be judged that is a way to use this she has figured out a way to use in this case snapchat to create these elements of belonging for her and her friends because it's intimate it's small it is it does have those elements but it's mm-hmm. it is it is also interesting to think about when it tips over again and where yeah. where we draw those lines and where we ensure that this is that the tool is working for us and not against us and yeah for me I just I'm just trying to ask those questions for myself honestly and it sounds like you know and obviously you answered them for yourself a while ago yes but I and I it was like I say I said in the beginning it was really affirming to kind of see the research and the data around this topic to know that it is you know as much as I love a potato chip, they're very dangerous for me. <laughs> Why? Right? F- to, explain that analogy. Well, first of all, we have to have a food analogy. Who doesn't love a potato chip? It's the perfect food. <laughs> oh my god! If you have like ten, it's very satisfying. If you have a hundred potato chips, it's like I I feel sick. I feel disgusting. This is not nourishing to me. It's not satisfying to me. I don't feel. Like I have any nutrition in my body. I just feel like I had this very stress provoked anxiety reaction with a large bag of potato chips. Right. And you're saying the, right. the social media is the equivalent of the large bag of potato yes, chips. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Just have a few. They're delicious, but then move on. <laughs> I love it. Thanks for exploring the subject with me. It's really helped, yeah. helped me feel better no, about not posting recently. It's a lot. <laughs> 
Yeah, don't feel bad about that, friend. Oh, listeners, thank you for sticking with us on this one and for thinking about deep subjects. Thank you. Okay, talk to you soon, friend. Bye. Bye. Karina and Kirsten Get to Work is recorded and produced by yours truly, Karina Hoyer and Kirsten Barron. Find all of our episodes anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, on our website, or email us at yougettowork at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 